This is the audio from a live stream of the world's nerdiest improv show, parentheses, W-N-I-S, parentheses, Weenus. If you would like to watch the video that accompanies this broadcast, you can go to W-E-E-N dot I-S. That's Ween dot is to access the video, transcripts, links, and learn more, or even send us something. Thanks for listening. Life's too normal and you need a change from something totally expected to something strange. It's time to go to a place where improv dreams come true. And all we need is you. It's the world's nerdiest improv show. Welcome, everyone. This is the world's nerdiest, nerdiest improv show. Parentheses, W-N-I-S, parentheses, Weenus. The parentheses are said out loud. They are. And we are your hosts. I'm Katrina Charles. And I'm Jen DeHaan. And this is the show where we talk about improv things. We do. And we're back to um, pre-recording because last night my internet, or last week, last night too, Last week, my internet was really bad. So um, we're, we're back to pre-recording, but we are, our future selves are probably live in the chat right now. Yeah. Say hello to your future self, Jen. Hello, future Jen. <laughs> Be nice in the chat, future Jen. <laughs> Hi, future Katrina. You're doing fine. <laughs> future Jen, you're not okay. Oh, oh sorry, future Jen. Future Jen, I believe in you. Ah, uh, yeah. I I don't really believe in you, Future Jen. You're, you're, I do. You're not. Okay. I, uh, I well, do. Oh. Katrina, you're a much nicer person than I am. No, I'm not. <laughs> it just depends. It yeah. depends on the moment. <laughs> but anyway, our future selves are in the chat. So please yeah. feel free, if you're watching, to chat with who we are like six hours from now. Yeah. Um. How was your week? Speaking of oh, hours. Gosh, it was great. <laughs> Just living living the dream. Uh living the dream of um I saw some ducks this you week. Saw ducks? Nice. I saw some ducks. I saw some geese. Yeah. Too. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I think those were the kind of the highlights. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah birds are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um I I haven't seen any birds this week, I'm I'm no, afraid. No. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a relatively good week. It's got uh, improv in it. Um, I've watched shows. Shows mm. are fun. Shows are good. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. What shows? Oh, God. That's what I'm sitting here trying to remember. Which shows oh. did I actually even watch? Uh, yeah. But I did want to say that I know tonight I'll be watching the movie. We have uh, TJ's Movie Minute coming again this week. Um, and I will be watching the movie that TJ talks about, which I'm not going to spoil, tonight. Very exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what show TJ has reviewed this week. Mm-hmm. And also to watch it. And yeah. also to watch the one from last week, because I forgot to. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think uh, we have a soup sponsor this week. We do. Yeah. And this one comes from a very special source on the internet, doesn't it, Jen? 
It does. Yes, this is our soup of the week from uh, plantbasedrecipe.com. And the exciting thing about this is there's actually a recipe to it, uh, which Jen will link to in the show notes. So I'm very excited to try this. And make it probably while watching TJ's movie. Yeah. Oh, that that I think they'll pair very well for you. Oh, maybe this is our new thing: uh, soup and movie pairings for the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To nice. just see how well. Well, actually, uh, because I don't know what movie. Like TJ picks the movie and um, talks about it, and I pick the soup, and those choices are generally independent from each other, just due to timing, and. Uh, I think that may, there is a possibility that it will be an a, like a, a incredibly negative poor pairing potentially mm. because of the nature in which they are being paired, which is random. Oh well, just to round out the trifecta, I will uh, suggest um, a beverage maybe okay. to go with it, and All so right. then there's more chance of one of the two or two one of the pairs of yeah. things. One more variable. So, so this week's beverage, mm-hmm. not sponsored, is cranberry juice. Cranberry Enjoy. Juice. Nice. I love it. We'll have mm-hmm. to add that to the show notes as well. Yes, we will. Yeah. Enjoy and- a nice cranberry juice with a vegetable noodle soup and yes. whatever movie TJ suggested today. Yes. This is a potato and vegetable noodle soup. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, that's totally fine. Uh, the noodles, I think, are fairly important. I like mm-hmm. a, a good noodle. So um, As, yes. Yeah. What kind of noodles are in the soup? The noodle. It's a wheat noodle. Mm, um, the one pictured is definitely a wheat-based mm-hmm. noodle. Um, I generally like a wheat-based noodle. Uh, I, I like a rice noodle. noodle. Who am I kidding? I like all noodles. <laughs> I like all noodles, other than a bean. No- I don't like a bean noodle. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't last week I got onto gardening. And this week now we're into food recipes. Well. On an improv show. I mean, improv is really about everything. And we mm. you we bring ourselves to improv, you know? So that this is, is us. True. This is us bringing ourselves to improv. Is it good? You decide. You decide and let us know. In addition to the pairings as well. That's where I was going with that. These are random mm. pairings. We want to know if they're bad or good. So please comment, email, uh, go into a chat somewhere where we might we might be, and let us know. And also, I, kind of... I will say that I'm heavily inspired by Billy Merritt, who I get coached by, who does oftentimes bring food into all the mm. improv things. So Interesting. that might be where this is from. Well, I love bringing food into improv, so. All right. Hats off to, to Billy. All right. We're going to blame Billy. <laughs> Hashtag blame Billy. Blame Billy. <laughs> so we um, will have guests. Uh, we, so, and, and that could be you. So do contact us if you do want to be a guest on this show and just talk about improv things. Um, this is where the guest would be if we had a guest on this week, which we don't. Right here. Right in here. this section, right, right here. Here. Um, but until that point, uh, we will go straight into our advertisements, our ads, our special improv ads. From our the special, Mons special improv ads. <laughs> roll them. Let's roll those ads. Hello. 
Do you procrastinate? Do you have trouble getting things done on time? Do you often wait to the last minute to do things that you have to do? If you answered yes to this one question that I asked in three different ways, then improv may be for you. Improv. There is usually not homework. Have you been raised to never let history repeat itself? You might be living in a world of first beats only. How do you know if you're trying to survive on first beats alone? Well, symptoms might include your first beat was frat bros heading to Burning Man, and your second beat was something like completely unrelated about two sisters gossiping like about 90s after school specials or something. Or you thought of a perfect rooster callback and you kept your mouth shut because you thought no one needed to revisit that great farm scene again. Or you could have made a real solid pigeon pecking connection during the third beat, but you didn't because it would have been too much, you thought, to go back 30 minutes in the set. You know you're living an anti-second beat lifestyle that rejects historical repetition if this very advertisement gives you chills, nausea, acid reflux, a bad case of heartburn, vertigo, unrelenting jazz hands, and chills. If any of these symptoms resemble your history-hating reality, you're living in a world of first beats only, and you need help from us. Here at Do It Again, Please, colon, an improv sabbatical. At Do It Again, Please, colon, an improv sabbatical, you'll redo history. You'll get reps of beats. History starts repeating itself by noon here. You'll receive the same dry toast you got at breakfast, but also for lunch, and also for dinner. Oh, that asshole who stole your parking spot right when you arrived? Don't worry, you'll see them again, because we've assigned you parking spot 17F, and we also hired Tad to pull into 17F seconds before you arrive. In fact, we'll assign you the task to go off-site and pick up more post-it notepads for Do It Again, Please, colon, and Improv Sabbatical's central office five times per day for the length of your stay. And every time you repeat this task, Tad will be waiting in his RAV4, and he'll pull into 17F right as you pull up. Good work, Tad, and good work you reliving this annoying experience five times every single day you're here. Doesn't seem funny yet? Don't worry. The 11th time Tad pulls into your spot, you'll get it. Because that's why you're here. You need to learn till you know. Get it. You'll marinate on that great comeback while you're in aisle five at Office Depot. That's where the post-its are. And eventually you'll tell off Tad perfectly. Every single time. So many beats. So much opportunity. So much Tad. Here, at Do It Again, Please, colon, an improv sabbatical, we believe a joke gets funnier the more times you say it, and that dry toast gets moderately tolerable by day eight. But best of all, we'll let you mangle your second beat with a premise that barely rivals the first beat, but at least demonstrates you're moderately aware of the relevant concepts and technique by the time you drive home from the sabbatical. Don't live in a world of first beats only. There's always more roosters to call back, and there's always more Tad. So call us at 1-800-555-BEAT. That's 1-800-555-BEAT. For Do It Again, Please, colon, an improv sabbatical. Call us. Please. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Katrina. Hello. Can you tell my eyes twitching? No, I can't. Okay. Is it? Are you okay? It's, it's like twitching a little bit. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. It was maybe the length. That <laughs> it was it was probably just the stress of not being on my improv sabbatical right now oh that's right well you have to call the 
Do it again, please. Colon. I will. I An will. improv sabbatical. Well, I keep leaving a voicemail over and over again. Oh, they're not answering you? Oh, they're answering. I just keep leaving a voicemail. Oh, nice. Well, I yeah. like that. I mean, that's kind of in line with what the sabbatical is all about. Yeah, no, I figured that's that's what I was hoping. Yeah, well, it gets funnier the more that you do it and beat that. See, yeah, I've left about 45 voicemails, but I think the 46 is going to be hilarious. Oh, my God. That's exactly when it becomes funny. Good. Yeah, Good. nice. All right, should we go on to our slides? Yeah. All right, well, this segment is called... As Seen on the Internet. As Seen on the Internet. All right, well, uh, our listeners on the podcast, we've brought up some slides. Uh, just a quick preamble that all of these articles will be linked in the show notes, so you can go watch, read, listen, whatever you want to do to, for all of these articles that we're just showing a screenshot of here on the visual representation of the show. Our first slide is from Katrina. Katrina. Yeah. So this is uh, a Reddit post I found this week. Uh, someone posted it five days ago. Um, but uh, basically asking the question, are, if there are any fils, uh, films that follow the structure of an improv long form? And a lot of people um, commented whether I wasn't expecting, which is um, a TV show called Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Might have heard of it. I personally never watched like at length Seinfeld. I've definitely seen episodes, but I never really got into it. But I really now I want to try because I'm like, oh, cool. Um, someone else said Burn After Reading is actually a Herald. Huh. So I don't know. I haven't seen that either. So I need to watch it and see if that that holds true. It does have 18 or 16 upvotes. So. Huh. Wow. Who knows? Right. Uh, um, someone else suggested uh, the UCB TV show um, mm. follows a herald pattern in most episodes. Have to look that up too. Um, there was uh, just like a few other suggestions that sounded cool. Apparently um, 30 Rock might follow a herald, which I watched, like the last time I watched through 30 Rock, it was far before I started improv. So and before, yeah. far before I knew what a herald was. Yeah. Um, so confirm or deny but uh excited to watch that again and see and same with um unbreakable kimmy schmidt i believe was also possibly so wow. i don't know i just um i don't know if these are all correct or not i'll have to like go back and check but i also thought it was cool to just um i had never considered that tv and film would use like improv structures to tell a story um, so I don't know. I thought that was cool. And now I have to like go look for it in film and TV. And if you yeah. see something cool in film or TV that might follow an improv structure, please let us know. So yeah, I can add it to my, um, letterboxed watch list. <laughs> <laughs> I love that letterboxed watch list. Yeah. It's interesting. And there's so many improvisers in the shows that are listed that were, you know, involved in writing and it makes sense right. to use that structure, which has been around for a very long time now. So it makes, uh, and it makes a lot of sense because it kind of just pulls a uh, a show together naturally through the specifications. Um, and one thing that I've noticed is fun is I'll watch improv shows where I'm not sure about the structure uh, and take notes. I did that for the Rat Scraps show because I was doing a um, like an after spiel on Rat Scraps show for a little while. And so and I wanted to understand the structure that they were using in order to do what I was doing. And um, it's fascinating to like, just when you do watch just for form, 
how much it changes your understanding of the show itself. Um, so it is a, I can imagine watching a movie would be an interesting experience, noting it along, yeah. taking down notes and watching for that structure. Definitely. Can you give any insight onto the rat scraps form? Oh, Katrina, <laughs> Katrina has just been, has left the studio. <laughs> so we will get Katrina back in one second and showing on stream. <laughs> Katrina, welcome back to the studio. Speaking of Im improv <laughs> shows, <laughs> Ghost is back on CBS tonight, which I'm very excited to watch. Oh. And that was me being a ghost. Disappearing. That was ghosting, ghosting the show, I was but ghosting only the for show. a second, only for a <laughs> slight second. Not podcast. sponsored. <laughs> and our podcast listeners would be like, I noticed nothing other than right. Jen started randomly talking extra. <laughs> Um, um, we to our to our podcast listeners, I just uh, peaced out. Peaced I just, out. Yeah. I just didn't didn't want to want to be here for a second. And I just flipped. It looked it looked so cool the way that Thanks. you did it too. By Thank the way. you. Full Thank style. you so much. I have been practicing. That's it. I've that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> um, so yeah. I forgot what I was saying, but rat scraps. We were talking rat, about rat right. scraps form. Um, but mostly I was noticing uh, where the connections and callbacks came in was a big one for me. And sort of watching where in the show, uh, the two halves of the show, that started to happen. Um, and just sort of the co comparing the structure of the first half to the second half. Um, and the speed of the tags, I would watch for that sort of stuff as well, for where sort of where the scenes went and then where the, the edits happened, where the sweeps happened. Um, yeah. And, cool. and you just kind of kind of have to do that. So it's like you're initiating scenes and then how things speed up in the half of the set, I think, is what you might notice if you were to do that, too. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I yeah. will have to pay more attention. Yeah, it's I, I find I find I when I'm watching improv or television, I I don't pay attention enough to like follow the structure. Yeah, I felt pay attention barely enough to follow the story. <laughs> but yeah, it's and uh, that's on definitely ADHD. something to do separately. Yeah, yeah, and I agree about the ADHD thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. should move on to the next slide. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to the next slide. <laughs> well, it's related. It's related on purpose. Uh, so this is another one from Reddit that I was uh, reading, and it was, how would you define a format in the context of improv? So this is talking again about those structures, the named structures. Uh, can you... Um, what what how does it pertain uh the overarching definition for all the forms as it applies to improv and a lot of people are talking about um it's uh like the the first one a replicate you can replicate the starting um and how the show is run uh the starting middle and end of a show it's the overall structure and agreement on how it's going to happen or a template um, those are definitely true, but one thing that I notice is, is it might not, uh, those definitions might not encompass one other way that I think form is used. Uh, and so I will do a Billy, we were talking about Billy Merritt earlier, so let's talk about Billy again. This is a direct quote from Billy. Suggestion is opening, opening is theme, and theme can be form. 
So there is a way of doing forms that are both ins either inspired by other structures. So like you could be inspired by pretty flower, the opening might inspire, this is gonna be a pretty flower, or this is gonna be a mono scene just based on the way that we started the show, or we're gonna use Harold for this because that's how it kind of started and we know those structures. So we know what's happening. Oh, this is suddenly a slacker because that's what the opening or the first scene inspired us to make. And we know that structure. So that's just following a known structure, which the definition would count for that. But there's another way of doing a show. And that's you're inspired by the opening or the first scene to do a theme. And then you basically make a new form based on how the show starts. So this might just be taking in your knowledge of all the forms and making a new form on the spot a structure that makes sense based on what, how the show started. Uh, and that might be your theme show. Um, and that's of course not following any sort of agreement, but it's agreement in the moment. So that I, I, maybe that is some other definition or name or something like that, but that is something that happens that I think would probably fall into the definition of a form, but it's like a form in the moment. Anyways, that's my thoughts on that. Good thoughts. <laughs> All right, next slide. Where are we going from here? Oh, we're going to the word of the week. Katrina, why do we have a word of the week? Oh, well, so we can expand our vocabulary and use it in a, a scene. Or like vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, that was a Myra Rose inspired. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just so we, we can uh, have a fun little, little thing to use in a scene and maybe it'll inform a character or uh, an, a something your character knows about, you know? Yes. Who knows? The possibilities yeah. are literally endless. It is. And I, I think that especially those of us who are like the writerly types of improvisers or into sketch or stuff, just love words as well. I love, love a good word. Throwing a good word in there. Throw um, it. Yeah, I'm going to throw the word then. It's pill garlic this week. Pill garlic. Pill garlic. Uh, that's apparently how it's said. I did go listen to about four different, four or five different sites, and they all said pill garlic. So hopefully that's correct. Um, and pill garlic is a pitiable or foolish person, the fool, uh, and regarded with mock pity or mock contempt. And the basis of the word, both of these are old school obsolete words, but this might be the more obsolete usage of the word is a bald head or a bald headed man was given as one of the definitions of pill garlic. Uh, and that's where the word originated from, which is peeled garlic, which is assumed to be the, uh, uh, the it kind of looks like a bald head, a peeled garlic, a peeled head of garlic. So. Honestly, I have to say I love garlic so much that I would love to be called a pill garlic. Yeah. I would be like, that is a compliment. Thank you so much. I like being the fool enough. Oh, yeah. So I would be totally fine being a pill garlic or being called a pill garlic, either yeah. one of those things. And in tarot, the fool is actually a hopeful card because it so. means new beginnings and uh, stuff like that. Because yeah. a fool will just go blindly into the new beginning without knowing what's gonna go wrong so it's like actually a positive thing that's good yeah and we can circle that one right back to adhd <laughs> as well 
<laughs> yeah. And um, what's multi, what's it called? Multi-interested person? I don't know. Multi-faceted? Sure. Uh, that's not multi-interest. <laughs> yeah, we just, we like a lot. We like to learn. We do. Yeah. Don't ask me anything else about tarot, though. I know, like, three cards. <laughs> I know zero cards. Are there, I think there's a death card I've heard there about. There is a death card, but that's actually a, also a positive card. Is it really? How is the death card positive? Because it means, like, the end of a cycle. So, oh. like, and then, like, a new beginning. So, like, oh. the fool might have, like, a relation to it in a way. Oh. Of, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd I just... like the death of some stuff that's bad. Right? End. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, like, things have to end for new things to begin. So it's actually kind of positive. Yeah. Oh, I've learned so unless, much. <laughs> unless you're reading it as, like, death and then it's not that positive. Yeah. That would be possibly negative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next section, our next segment that we have is scene sprinkles. We're seasoning scenes with all those specifics and details. It's good to learn things. So this is kind of our, this week I learned, this week I've noticed, and you can do this from anywhere. Uh, you can go out and do stuff. You can watch media. You can learn things. You can learn facts. Uh, this week we found some things. I believe this is from TikTok and the link will be in the scene notes. Katrina, I love this one. Yes. Uh, so this is my scene sprinkle for the week. Uh, it's a TikTok I found that we will link, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, basically, when you cross a bottlenose dolphin and a false killer whale, you get a wallfin. And they're, they're two different animals that shouldn't technically be able to breed because they're in different sections of the chart. There was a word for it. I forgot. Genera, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Um, they're Genus. just, they're, yeah, they're just like, they're supposed, they're farther enough away that they shouldn't technically be able to breed but they do um and then you get a wolfin and um unfortunately they are more common in captivity boo um but they can happen in the wild during our in places where both species live so fun fact and there's also something called a narluga narluga which is a narwhal and a beluga oh my goodness yeah See, I didn't know any of that. And it sounds like if I encountered that in a scene, I would also think it was being made up. Exactly. As part of improv. But it's real. It is real. I love it. It's kind of like um, how narwhals are real, even though they look like unicorns. They do not look real <laughs> at all. I'm sorry, narwhals. I'm really sorry about that. But you don't look like a real species. Doesn't look real. Nah. It's actually, um, fun fact, a narwhal's tusk is actually a tooth. Really? They have one very, very long tooth. My goodness. Yeah. Wow. Fun fact. Fun fact. Well, we're going to be disappointed by the next slides because they are <laughs> not as interesting and they are not nearly as fact-based, but they did make me laugh. It did make me think of an improv scene. Um, so mine, again, I will link this on TikTok because I do encourage everyone to go see the video because it'll just maybe bright. Well, I hope it will brighten your day. It's chickens jumping, hens jumping for noodles, and they <laughs> lift themselves off the ground in a way that is comical, that is delightful. And I did not, I, I did not know that chickens would jump. 
it makes sense but i i just didn't know that they did it uh for our viewers (laughs) that are watching the visual representation of this show we are looking at some images of chickens jumping up for noodles hanging from the ceiling and it's i don't know i'm hoping it's delightful here we got a close-up expression oh my gosh of a chicken are we sure that's spaghetti not a picture of me eating ramen because you look like that i do kind of look like that it's delightful though it is i tend to hang i tend to hang my noodles and eat them that way we are absolutely gonna need some video of katrina (laughs) eating ramen now because i i have to see that now that you've brought it up i'll get that for next week okay next week I don't think I have ramen, but I do have spaghetti. All right. Listeners, next week we're (laughs) going to see a video of Katrina eating ramen. And our podcast listeners might have to just, well, we'll find a way to put that in the show notes as well. There will be links somewhere. There will Um, be links. I do have to say, looking at these these photos of these chickens going for noodles, I just, I always think about how chickens are descended from dinosaurs. Yeah. And then I just imagine a dinosaur doing that. And it makes dinosaurs that much more lovable. Yeah, but now I'm just thinking about humans hanging from the sky. And, you know, it's just took on a different characterization in my head. Okay, I do want to be clear. You took it there. (laughs) I did take it there. That's my fault, everyone. I was just thinking, wow, a T-Rex would really love some linguine. Yeah. Like, they never got to try it. I feel like they would love it. And I'm just thinking of human legs dangling like noodles. All right, listeners, if you want to submit to us improv things that we should discuss or any facts that we need to know, please know that you can contact us on ween.is or on our social handles, WN Improv Show, and you can get that to us or come visit us if you would like to. Yes. Or you can send us something like TJ sent us, which is what we're going to be showing next, which is yeah. TJ's Movie Minute. Movie Minute. Let's yes. go. All right. Let's see what TJ is bringing us today. And these movies all involve improvisers or improv in some way in our improv universe in this style of improv, I believe, even. All right. Let's see TJ's Movie Minute. Hopefully this works. Making Babies. This, I love this movie so much. I love Eliza Coop. She is an absolute genius. Um, and her and Steve Howey in this movie, they are both fantastic together. Um, this movie centers on them as a married couple um, who are trying to have a baby and having a lot of uh, unsuccessful attempts at doing so. However, they don't, they don't let that stop them. They don't, they, they, they keep trying and as they keep, you know, navigating, uh, trying to do so, um, they run into a lot of, you know, wild, crazy supporting characters and bonkers mishaps and adventures, um, especially one of my many favorites centering on, uh, John Daly as like a chill Zen Buddhist dude with like a short fuse. Just watch this movie. It's awesome some i love it tj thank you so much tj and i i kind of i just wanted that movie minute where it was like and zero and uh, but 
TJ said it was awesome. And that was that was it. So we didn't miss Amazing. anything. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, we do appreciate TJ filling that full minute. Absolutely. Just chock-a-block full. So that's what full I'm going to be watching tonight. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. And it's it's amazing when you watch these movies, how many improvisers you do see in the cast every single time. It's so fun. It's yeah. it's honestly, the more you do improv and the more you kind of like, see so like, oh, I took a, a class with that person who's serving wine in this movie. How very cool. Like it's, what a neat small world. It makes me feel like I'm connected and not just on a computer yeah. all the time. We are connected. <laughs> we are part of something. We are all one. We are all one. Oh, what a lovely. And on that note. Join our cult. No, join our cult. <laughs> it's not a cult. Yet, but it could be with it you. Could be. It could be with you. All right. We need to change a photo on our wall. Uh, I'm apologizing to our podcast listeners that you don't get to see this fantastical mm. production Production value. You're valuing up my production. We're going to do it right now, aren't we? We are. All right. Well, let's... All right, I'm... We got we to gotta tilt out of the way. I'm tilting the wrong way. Flip. We changed oh. a photo on our wall. I love the plaid. I'm, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in, you know, Washington. We love a good plaid here. We absolutely love a good plaid. And there's also a toque involved in this photo. A toque. A toque, a toque. Or a beanie, depending a on where you live. <laughs> a knitted woolen cap. Fancy, fancy. Yes. Hmm. We had a, uh, a poll recently on the World's Greatest Improv School Facebook group about the difference between a top hat, a fedora, and a toque. Not the difference. You could vote for one of them with no context. Who won? Uh, the toque won. Yeah, nice. Go Took. Go Took. Katrina, do you have any plugs? Plugs. Um, I don't. But if anyone wants to hire me, let me know. Yes, if you have a job. <laughs> I'm, I'm a UX writer slash content designer, and I can also do improv. So hire me, please. Yes, I would like to plug <laughs> Katrina as well. Hire <laughs> Katrina. That's my first plug. Thank you so much. Yes. I need a job. <laughs> yes. We're so, looking for Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a plug so much as a a, a, a plead. A plead. Um, a plead. Yes. Plug and plead. Plug and plead. I like plug it. We should rename that segment to be plug and plead. <laughs> plug in. Katrina begs for a job. Yeah. Well, I'll plead as well. I'll plug a class that I have coming up starting <laughs> February 28th. Uh, world's greatest improv school um, I'll have a link in the show notes but we're doing an improvised morning show we're going to be focusing on character development c character c c character sustaining and uh, adding specifics details and doing a brand new form uh, it will stream on both podcast and on twitch and facebook and youtube and everywhere so uh, check that out in the show notes if you're looking for some improv classes. If you can tell by like our studio and our uh, tech and stuff, it's going to be a really cool class. It's yeah. not going to be using different technology, but yeah. still, Jen is a master and wizard and it's oh. going to be fun. Thanks, Katrina. Yay, thumbs Take up. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we've done a show. Do you think we've done a show? 
We have. I feel yeah. like you've done a really good job at hurting me in the right direction the whole time. <laughs> I think you've done a fantastic job in being hurted. Thank you. <laughs> I don't feel good hurting you, but... I appreciate it, though. <laughs> we'll leave it on that positive note, I hope. All right, well, I'm going to roll the credits. Let's roll those credits. And thank you, TJ, for sending a video to us. And if you have, uh, anyone else has any video mentions of improv things that they want to send, you can send it to us, too. We'll put it in the show. And stuff. <laughs> and things. And we will see all of you next week. And blackout. This was taken from a live stream of the world's nerdiest improv show, parentheses, WNIS, parentheses, Weenus. If you'd like more information about the show, the videos, transcripts, or anything else, please go to our website at ween.is. That's W-E-E-N dot I-S. Thanks for listening.